and welcome to the 11th Heroin TV podcast. My name is Lucia, and today is Saturday, June 25th, 2011. I have a special guest co-host today. <laughs> Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Lucia. <laughs> Hi, and Jeannie is my sister, and um, she's really awesome. And Jeannie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, well, I'm 17, and I live in Florida. And I'm addicted to basically every show that Lucia blogs about. <laughs> so. Yes, I have, I've been training you from from a young age oh, yeah. to <laughs> to appreciate the finer um, aspects of television. What are some of your Mom favorites? Like you more and more. <laughs> yes, our mother is also a victim of me, um, and so like you guys, I've. Basically, over the years, you have amassed quite a DVD collection. Oh, yes. We're actually cleaning out it right now to put it in boxes because we're getting a new, like, TV stand because our TV broke in a lightning storm. So <laughs> it's like show box after show box, you know, all the Gilmore Girls. I know you guys just did a podcast on that. Like, we have all four, seven seasons, like, and it's just crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty insane. Um, so out of all the shows I've introduced you to, I mean, there's been Million. Buffy, <laughs> Angel, Firefly, oh. Veronica Mars, oh. Gilmore Girls, Felicity, uh, the, the OC, Roswell, um, F- Friday Night Lights, although you're not as into Friday Night Lights, which we're going to have to fix. I watched the latest episode today with my boyfriend because he's obsessed with it and he hates that I don't watch it. Ooh, well, maybe he can get you hooked on it. I like this boy already. <laughs> He's all, are you going to blog about me? You, like, you own you own all of the seasons, so you yeah. could easily catch up. Yeah, it um, would be. It's just like I have art camp every day of the week. That's why I said I should blog on the weekends with you because I'm just exhausted every day of the week because I don't get a break over the summer. I have to take care of the children. <laughs> Oh, okay. Busy, busy. Okay. Well, yeah. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to think about that. And um, uh, like, but what would you say is like your favorite show? Um. Okay. Well, you could say three. Okay. My favorite would be Angel. I guess is definitely up there in the top three. Okay. Um. Roswell, okay, I know that, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's not the best show, I know it's not the best acting, that's for sure, <laughs> okay, we all know that, but, <laughs> but it's what I watch whenever I'm sick, like, I always rewatch Ros- Roswell whenever I'm sick. Yeah, I, I know that about you, and it, it was really cute when I first introduced you guys to Roswell and got you the DVDs, I remember mom was so obsessed with it. Like she skipped church because she had to keep on watching. That is a big deal if you know our mother. <laughs> yeah, so um she was like so so hooked on Raza. Um yeah, so that those two and then Lost was a big hooker for me. Oh yeah, Lost. Lost. Gosh, there's just been so many. I, I feel like it's so hard to me just... when people are like so like like, you know, when people are trying to break, break the ice and they're trying to talk to you about stuff, so do you watch any TV shows? Don't <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> evil, laugh. evil laugh, do I watch TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I've made friendships, 
like, because of, like, all the shows I watch, like, Buffy and Angel, like, I have friends that they're like, oh, my God, I should come over and watch Buffy and Angel with you. And I'm like, yeah, I own every season. And they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even, like, we had that Whedon um, shindig party that I hosted, yeah, and I we did, like, that whole themed thing, and we, like, decorated the the house, and we've done all kinds of things like that. And I think it's cool that you're only 17 and that you have peers that are that know about these shows, too. So clearly there's some timeless quality to this television. Well, the one girl that I was talking about was um, she watched Buffy because she had a substitute teacher, and they, like, put it on. Like, they started watching the seasons, and then she got addicted. So Best like, substitute teacher ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, was Giles your substitute teacher? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I was just like, you're so lucky. I don't have substitute teachers like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But luckily you have a sister to introduce it to you. Because I think, like, Buffy, I I actually just, like, bought – it wasn't even a Christmas present. Because normally what it is is I, I will buy Jeannie and, and my sister Paulina DVDs for every occasion. You know, like Christmas okay. and birthday. Yeah. Yeah, but I think with Buffy, it was like I had become so obsessed with Buffy when I first watched it, which was in 2007. I inhaled the season, and I became so obsessed with Buffy that I had to, like, immediately buy buy you guys the entire thing and force you to watch it, like, immediately. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I remember – I can't, like, recall all the times that you would buy us, like, a whole series of a show like Buffy, Angel, and OC. Like, you bought us the whole series of those, like, right off the bat. And I would just get so addicted. And I'd be like, well, I yeah, can't run no, out like, of episodes. Period. There was no, like, oh, maybe you'll like it. So we'll we'll start off with one episode. It was like, no. Here, you have a full full series, seven seasons. We're not stopping. <laughs> like, and, and I was just like, I don't want to stop. Like, when you introduced Lost to me, do you remember when I cried? In the bathroom, I was like, Mom, I'm not going to Junior Lifeguard in the morning. I don't want to go to the beach and have fun with my friends. I want to stay at home and watch Lost. Mom, don't make me go. (laughs) And my mom's like, Lucia, like, you need to stop making all these shows get addicting to the children. They won't go outside and play like normal children. (laughs) I'm a terrible person. I think we've established that. Yeah, I think the same thing happened with Gianna and Sophia when we were up skiing in Whistler. And I didn't feel like going out snowboarding, so I was going to stay in and watch DVDs. And then Gianna and Sophia wanted to do it too, so then (laughs) my dad is all like, "Um, you're a really bad influence on these girls. They're supposed to be out snowboarding. (laughs) You guys need to snowboard instead of watching all these stupid TV shows. (laughs) Not that any of them are stupid. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's a terrible addiction that I spread um, across my family. I so. think I've learned a lot from the TV shows. I'm not gonna lie. I think that if I hadn't watched these TV TV shows, I would be less um, less interested in life. <laughs> oh well, that's a good thing to hear. See, TV is good for you people. Listen, listen up. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like, I don't know. It gives me more topics to talk about, more arguments because I've like. I, I feel like I've learned more vocabulary from, like, Gilmore Girls and... And pop culture references yeah, and different, like, definitely. literary and film things that you might not have thought of 
before. And I think, I mean, I think it's just like any type of art, you know, books, movies, TV, it's all sort of the same in terms of it's, um, there's knowledge and information in there if you choose to engage. Yes, I you don't know, like... It doesn't have to be a passive experience, you know? I don't like people who are like, my children aren't allowed to watch TV because I'm like, there are some shows out there that can actually teach your kids stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just don't like that people can't watch TV. I, just, I don't get it. it. That's just dumb. We yeah. don't ascribe to that. That's we don't talk to those people. <laughs> Clearly. We would have nothing in common with them. Clearly. I wouldn't um, talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, um, and one of the reasons why I'm so excited that you're going to be on tonight, because we're actually going to talk about current television, too, listeners. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons why I decided is um, there are there's a bunch of summer TV on this summer. We've got Pretty Little Liars, um, switched at birth and not the nine lives of Chloe King on ABC family. And when I was discussing with Jeannie, like what shows she's watching, she's been uh, watching all three of those. So I thought we could talk about those. And what's really cool about it is they're teen shows. And obviously I, as a girl in my twenties, um, <laughs> still watch teen shows and will forever. But, um, Jeannie's actually a teenager. So I feel like you can give a teenage perspective of some of these things, you know? Well, I definitely have a different perspective on some people in Pretty Little Liars that you and Francesca have. When I was reading, when I was listening to you guys, like, podcasts, I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, that is... What? Not- are, are you a fan of the Ezra Arya thing? No! Like, come on, I love them. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> See, I was wondering where you would fall there. <laughs> So, I was like, I'm going to show those listeners that I have a different view, and they're all going to love me and hate Lucia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> be like, why doesn't she, like, Jeannie blog, like, she actually loves my couple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, you can bring that perspective in there. So, so I guess, um... We should introduce, like, we're going to talk about Pretty Little Liars. Um, now, are you caught up with uh, both episodes that have aired? Yeah. Okay, so for the listeners, I'm going to put in the show notes, like, where these discussions start and end so that if you haven't caught up on all three of the shows, you can avoid spoilers. But um, we'll do Pretty Little Liars first, and there are two episodes. The first one is It's Alive, it's alive and it was the second season premiere, and it aired on Tuesday, June 14th. And then there's episode 202, The Goodbye Look, which aired on Tuesday, June 21st. And uh, we picked up right where we left off in the finale, and the girls had to deal with, you know, the fact that Ian had died, but then his body is missing, and the police are like, they think that they lied. Um, and so, yeah. I was so, like, teenage girls lie about, like, some guy dying. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, it is it is really weird how everyone just assumes they lied. I know. Um, it's like, have they, like, did they lie before to the police? I can't remember. Like, they had, like, something where the police didn't believe them before, right? With some... What was it? And Ian. Well, they were suspicious of Ian for oh, previously, and there was like no real evidence. But because A kept on like, there was no real evidence for that. And then, I guess they have been lying in the sense that they haven't been telling anybody about A. I just so want they, them to get out with it, sort of. But at the same time, it's like yeah. then it, there couldn't be like that much of a. Sh- I guess the show wouldn't be as mysterious or whatever. 
Yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky balance with keeping a mystery and giving satisfaction. You know, I know. Like, it's so, so horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. And um, but I what I thought was frustrating, and I thought I mean I'll bring it up at this point is because remember at the end of the season one finale when Ian supposedly confessed, he clearly didn't know how Allison was killed. Really? Because he was going to frame Spencer, right? Like, his whole plan was to kill Spencer and make it seem like Spencer had killed Allison. But when he describes how Allison died, like, he basically reads the suicide note because he was going to make it seem like Spencer committed suicide and left a suicide note confessing her crime. Right. Mm. And in that description that he like says, like he recites this thing, like Spencer calls him on the fact that, wait, that's not how Allison died. Like, like there, it's, he got the facts wrong. So he doesn't even know how Allison died. Well, then that makes so, it seem like she did it. The not Ian, but like the sister. Melissa, you think yeah. you Melissa? That makes it seem like Melissa did it, because I didn't catch that, because, you know, I'm that not as good as you. <laughs> well, that was my original theory, was that Melissa was the killer, and that Ian, like, there had been a two-person thing, and he was covering for her. But then I was like, listen to, I read an interview online, and the showrunner, I mean, this, she could have been lying, but she made it seem like that was the craziest idea ever, to think, to think that um, Melissa would be would have done that she could have just been so, doing that to like throw people off though you know keep yeah. mystery alive because most maybe but it's like if she was in league with ian against spencer that would be like the worst sister ever you know no really because but she she's weird melissa's like she is weird. really weird like the way she acts like she'll come in her her room and be like oh i really like your top and stuff like that you can tell me anything and then the other second she's like i really don't want to talk to you about ian <laughs> I'm like, hey, pregnant lady, calm at, calm down, okay? <laughs> we get that you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's kind of all over the place. Like, who even knows what their the Spencer Melissa relationship really is? It's an odd, it's an odd thing. But um, but yeah, so like nobody's really be- believing the girls about what happened. They don't really understand what happened, and Melissa like doesn't even want to face it. She just and they he- nobody's assuming that Ian died. Like they're assuming he's missing. Like the town is assuming he's missing. But at the same time, dead. she doesn't want to. Melissa doesn't want to accept that he's missing either. So she's just sort of like I don't know what's going on. She just doesn't know anything. She's just like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so then the parents of the four girls uh, forced them to go to counseling with a therapist who, um, Dr. Sullivan, and she was played by Annabeth Gish. Um, was, have you ever seen Mystic Pizza, Jeannie? No, I saw that in the outline, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I need to make you watch Mystic Pizza. Mom no. should make you watch it. Um, it's like an 80s movie that is – one of the it's an early Julia Roberts movie like Julia Roberts is really young and um, it's like these friends in this small town who work at this pizza place Mystic Pizza and so Annabeth Gish was like a teenager in that um, and now this is like the first thing I've seen her in for years so it was just like really funny to see her maybe she stopped and like had kids or something <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean maybe she did other movie stuff too I just didn't really 
pay attention. But um, but yeah, Mystic Pizza is awesome. I should make you watch that. But it's funny too because Annabeth Gish's character was a teenager who falls for an older man, oh. <laughs> kind of like Maria. Um, but it was like she was hired to be babysitter, and the parent of the kid, the she, dad, she hooks up with. Yeah. But it doesn't work out well for her. Yeah, it's very doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, uh, yeah, so. Bobby. And then the other thing going on is, okay, so, like, the therapist is, like, trying to get them to open up, and they, like, almost open up, but then they don't at the last minute because they they see that A, well, they saw that A put the, did you notice that? No, that wasn't this yet. That wasn't yet. They were going to open up, and then her mom called. Remember? Aria's well, there's mom more than one time. I just wasn't paying attention to that time. Oh. I mean, but that was the same episode. Yeah, it was? Okay. I thought yeah. maybe that was the second episode. No, it was still in the same episode oh. because I rewatched the second episode. It didn't happen in that one. They, we don't even see the therapist in the second episode. We just hear about her. I thought the walking with the therapist was in the second episode. You know? I uh, know. It's like at the end of the first episode. Yeah. See, I'm confused about the ends of the episode. For, because I did not watch the end of It's Alive, because I was I watched the episode on my computer, and then I watched it again at Logan's house, because he has, like, real TV, so I had him record it so I could watch it, because I was confused why it was called It's Alive, when it didn't have anything about It's Alive, because I missed the whole Ian part. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was this whole thing where it's kind of a cliffhanger between the first and second episode, where... Melissa's getting a text from Ian, they think. And so then that's like kind of picks up on the second episode with that cliffhanger. They're kind of discussing it. And then they get even more clues in the second episode that seem to show that Ian is alive. I don't think the baby name is enough evidence to say that he's alive. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. Like, I feel like a lot of times Francesca described it very perfectly one time when she was like, it's like, an idea comes and it's not really that good of an idea, but they're like all a hundred percent sure that that idea is the right one. And they like all commit to that. And then it's revealed to be wrong. And then they, the next idea comes and they all like a hundred percent commit that that's like exactly what it is, but there's never any evidence. Like <laughs> the stuff is really circumstantial and then they get completely like, Oh yeah. And then the stuff that like they should be paying attention to, like the fact that Ian didn't know how Allison was killed. Spencer just completely va- like glances over and doesn't tell anybody like she hasn't told anybody that part of the story Hmm. Um, which is frustrating yeah I I feel like there's like I I think somehow even Ian is definitely shady but I feel like there's more going on in it he creeps me out like yeah he's definitely really creepy and but I'm thinking there's more going on especially because if we kind of skip ahead in episode two in the goodbye look when we when Jason returns oh who they they recast him by the way a new, he's a new actor. He used to be a different actor. No. Yeah. Oh my he? gosh. I didn't notice. Okay. <laughs> I'm crazy. I thought you wouldn't notice because I think the new one's way cuter. Oh well, I thought he was cute in the first place, but I did think he looked. I thought maybe he looked younger, but I thought it was because now he was like clean shaven or something, and before he yeah. was clean shaven. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he it's it's a totally different actor, but now that he is back and supposedly, you know, he was friends with Ian, like he, they were they were friends they and they hung out together, together or whatever. And and now I'm wondering 
if there's something involving both of them. And I'm thinking the death is more complicated because what if Ian thought he did kill Allison, but maybe he didn't, right? Because he doesn't have the cause of death correct, but he does feel guilty enough that he has to kill Spencer. So what did he do to Allison? And what, so what was everything that went on? And what about, you know, it seems like there's something. Let's, what? Let's not forget in the sketchy people list, the police officer being sketchy. Oh my gosh. The police officer thing that happened in the first episode was so, he like, those girls, uh, I was like, what? Scared. I was like, is he gonna kill them in the alley? Or what is he gonna do? I was like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, I was just like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen the whole time? Yeah, and we saw, like, the kind of uh, Jenna is, like, in the background, kind of, like, now, if you had to guess, do you think Jenna is really blind? It's so bipolar in the show, like, so bipolar, and so I would guess (sighs) that she was blind at one point, but, like, she had some surgery or something and she became unblind but I believe that she was blind at one point okay yeah 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 and I mean I guess in terms of the lies that the girls told the big thing is they never told anybody they are keeping a lot of secrets so I guess you can understand but I but nobody knows what those secrets are so I guess that's why it's weird everyone assumes they're lying (laughs) yeah but they are keeping the secret that they will really it was Allison but they kind of helped it's Allison that caused Jenna's blindness um but nobody's found that out. But would they get in that much trouble? Like, I think the trouble that they're getting in now is so much, like... Exactly. And they're getting all bad reputations and stuff. Like, speaking up right away would have been, of course, the best option. Like, when Allison went missing, they should have told everything to the police about the blindness and blah, 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 and they wouldn't have gotten in that much trouble because they're minors who didn't have any records and, and now they're getting parents were all there and they had a support system and there would have been a way to like deal with that but and their they were too scared them because they wouldn't have had to go through all this sketchiness like i'm sure their parents are like what's going on with our girls like they're always getting mysterious text messages and running off and like you know like they must think yeah that. although everybody seems kind of oblivious to that you know they don't they don't seem to well, they know Nobody their parents are things up. They know yeah, that they're lying just, about something. Yeah. They just don't know yeah. what. And the therapist is definitely catching on to something going on because they were about to tell her. And then the the thing from Ezra's desk. Right, right. So basically, A broke into Ezra's apartment with the keys and the key under the mat, took that out of, took the diploma out of Ezra's um apartment and put it in the therapist apartment basically to show the girls I can see you no matter what like I'm always watching you don't even think about telling anybody because I will find out that makes it seem like the police officer is a because the police officer is the one that saw her in there earlier and took the key from under the mat didn't he take the key Oh, that's true. In the like past season, yeah. And so I think you're right. It's like that makes it seem like totally the police officer is a. They make everyone seem like they're a. It's like every- I feel like maybe a could be a team effort between the police officer and Jenna. Could I don't be know. a together. That's but then so I'm thinking, weird, but sometimes they make it seem like she couldn't do it. Like they make it seem like. Well, if it was a team effort between the two of them, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the times when it couldn't be Jenna. 
Like, like A doesn't necessarily have to be one person. Yeah. Or A could be Jenna, but she has the police officer doing her dirty work. Mm. But how is she holding him in? Like, how is she making him do it? Does she have, like... Well, they're, like, in love or something. Oh, yeah. They were, like, making out, so... She was so... Pay, paying Caleb. Yeah, the Caleb thing, she was just paying him. And so she could be paying other people to do stuff, too. Like, yeah. she could have all kinds of people she's paying to do stuff, and she could be the mastermind. Um... Yeah. Did you ever read any of the books? No, I really, I'm, I'm wanting to more and more now. You know, our cousin Tara, she read all the books. Okay. Oh. See, I read the first one, and I mean, it was, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, like I, I didn't like need to read the next one, but I did enjoy it. I liked them, like, and I would totally keep on reading them, except that I kind of feel like I don't want to get spoiled since it's, um since it's such a mystery, like, I'm thinking, I think the reveal happens in the books. It does. You know, and so I don't want to know that reveal, you know? I want to wait till it gets revealed on the show. Yeah. Because I'm sort of into the mystery. How many books are there, though? There's, like, a bunch. There's, like, at least eight, I think. And they, rev- and they reveal before the last book? Oh, yeah. I think there's, like, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know enough about it, but, um, but there are, like, I'm sure there has to be reveals I know Tara knows who A is, okay. and she's seen so, all the episodes so far, and she said that, and she... she well, don't like, spoil it. Oh, no, she would not tell me. I was like, okay. do not tell me who A is, because I do not want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. she was like, you definitely find out in the books, because she was talking to me about how I should read them, because they're really good. They're, like, yeah, yeah better than the show, because, you know, all books are better than, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah, sometimes though, but sometimes not. I don't know. It depends. Well, gossip I mean, girl books are good in different ways. I like the show Gossip Girl more than I like the books. I think. Exactly. That's like an example. And sometimes it's not really so much better or worse. It's just sometimes they're just so different. Like you can like them in different ways versus like a mo- a movie and a book is a different situation because the movie's only two hours, and so those are usually always worse. But with a TV show they can turn it into something totally different. And so yeah, the TV show a different something. A. They could even make it a different A than they reveal in the books. That's true. It could it could end up totally being different. But, I mean, so, I mean, there's the two mysteries are A and the killer. And so I feel like we got to get one of those mysteries solved soon just because we're already in the second season, you know, like – how long does that go on? Because, I mean, in terms of other mystery shows, I mean, obviously Pretty Little Liars, in terms of quality, is nowhere near Veronica Mars. But it's like in Veronica Mars, they clearly laid out the mysteries, and you got those, like, you got that satisfaction at the end of the season, you know? Yeah, they would, like, have one big mystery, mystery like, per season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Yeah, or sort of, there were sort of, like, always two because – there was Veronica's rape, and then there was the killer of Lily Kane. You had those two mysteries going on, and then the Veronica's rape carried over to the second season in addition to the school bus crash. Oh, yeah. And we got sort of two, those two big reveals because there was always something more personal to Veronica in addition to the bigger thing. Yeah. Um, and then you had, like, the weekly mysteries that were small. And I feel like, obviously, no other show is going to be as good as Veronica Mars, <laughs> but... Um, but I think Pretty Little Liars would do well to, you know... Reveal some uh, stuff. To, yeah, to maybe have... I mean, because there are, like, little reveals, like, with these little hints with A, but they're so cryptic, and it's starting to get a little bit annoying. Very cryptic. 
Like, they just try to confuse us all the time, I feel like. Like, they yeah. spend more time trying to confuse us than trying to get the mystery, like, out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's more yeah. of a puzzle. I like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just confusing. They should call it um, Cryptic Little Liars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah. And then, I guess, what, since... Um, you, since you had mentioned the Ezra and Arya thing and how you have a different opinion, um, let's talk about their arc in these two episodes. So, like, Ezra is going to leave the high school and teach at the college now. Is he doing that and for Arya? Is it because he wanted to teach at the college? I think for I think both. I mean, it's definitely way better in terms of money and prestige to teach to teach at a college. So, I think it's good for him that way as well as. With Arya, he's no longer her. Yeah. Her teacher. Um, but at the same time, it's like he was her teacher, so isn't it still, like, illegal or whatever? <laughs> well, well, the, okay, there's a couple different things at issue. One is he's going to be a co-worker of her dad, which... Oh. Because <laughs> her dad teaches at Hollis College. So that really doesn't make it any easier for them to have a relationship. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, what if, like, I the dad gets the, invited over for drinks at Ezra's house or whatever? Like, I don't yeah, know. The whole thing is just really awkward. The other thing is, in terms of legal aspect, the age is um, in Pennsylvania where they are. It's not illegal. Um, however, the teacher I drink. think the teacher aspect, and honestly, I don't know what the law is in Pennsylvania, um, but I would assume it's against the school rules at least. Yeah. Um, teacher aspect was was actually their only impediment legally, I would imagine, um, in Pennsylvania. But I just remember I did read it's like 16 is the age of consent in in Pennsylvania. And she's only supposed to be 16? Yeah, she's 16. They look so much older than they're supposed to be, but that's in every show. Yeah, Ari so young, but the other girls look a little older. But I mean, She dresses but much yeah. older than I mean, she looks. It, I mean, the actors are always a lot older than what they're playing. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you, so I heard you say in the other podcast that Ezra and Arya are closer in age than, um, than who was it? Oh, Shay, the Shay Mitchell and, um, and the actress who played her first girlfriend. Yeah. So, Shay Mitchell is actually, and, and, uh, God, what is the actress who played, who played, um, Kendra Maya. on Buffy. Maya. Kendra and Buffy and Maya on this show. Oh my gosh, why is her name escaping me? She's on everything, but she's like, you know, 32 or something, and she's still being a teenager. And so that. Looks um, good. <laughs> she looks awesome. Yeah. And, well, so I mean, it's like, it's, it's not an issue. Like, clearly, the actors, it's not an issue of like the actors, anything, because that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but in terms of their characters are supposed to be. Um, one is 16 and Ezra, I don't think we've been told exactly what his age is, but I'm assuming he's like at least 22. Yeah. Um, and so. Cause didn't he just get out of college and he was like his first teaching job? Was that the high yeah. school? Yeah. So, so yeah. he's, he's not that old, but, in, but I mean, to me, as somebody who, um, is training to be a professor and, is in the academic world, and I just, like, it just boggles my mind that any person entrusted to be an instructor of, 
young people would take advantage of that and every it, it just it just is so creepy to me like his goodbye speech that he gives to the class oh that was inappropriate it's totally, it's totally directed to Arya and, and, and that he's was always too like, over the top it was it was one thing when you know i mean obviously it's not the you know it's consensual in the sense that you know Arya had wanted to have this relationship and she was fighting for it and so you sort of understand emotions overpower good judgment because they both care about each other but then it's like when Arya was trying to do the right thing and like break things off he kept on pushing and then it started to make him seem like a predator in these 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 two episodes of this season because it's like he's keeping her after class and like trying to get her to come over <laughs> and it's like at that point it starts to get even more uncomfortable because it's kind of like i can see like he cares about her so much that when she wants to be with him he can't help himself maybe <laughs> or whatever but it's like once she's pulling away he should take advantage of that as the adult and not like push for it and be like Oh, Arya, stay after class and please come over to my apartment. Just, it sounds so creepy. <laughs> I guess, I guess they are. Yeah, they're pushing it a little bit with him like that. But at the same time, I love him. <laughs> and he is so cute. And she is so beautiful. And they are so perfect together. And they have the dark hair and the perfect <laughs> eyebrows. And they're all cute together. And I just <laughs> like them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, if, you know, those actors, you know, like I said, they're not that far apart in age. So I think that helps viewers to, if you can just kind of put it out of your mind, suspension of disbelief and not think about the, like, the reality. Like, I can get why people like that relationship. Because, um, like you said, they're, like, pretty and they look good together. But I kind of just think they're boring, to be honest. Like, not only are they in an inappropriate relationship, I just don't find their relationship very interesting. It's not very passionate because they're not um, consummating it. <laughs> consummating it. <laughs> consummating it. <laughs> it's not passionate like Buffy, you know, where they, like, yearn for each other and they want to have sex and it's, like, this big thing, you know? But, um, and she's so young and he's, like, hundreds of years old or whatever. You know? It's, like, it's and it's not mystical, you know? It's just... Uh, teenager and teacher which is dramatic but it's not passionate and it should yeah and I think part of that is they're sort of handicapped by the teacher student thing to so do you kind of want not turn it into they're, they're turn into the passion side of it yeah like maybe it'll become it just it's a very it seems like their relationship is very juvenile not in terms not because like you can't have a relationship if you're not just kissing or something but just it's very like I'll write a poem for you and oh like let's have it it's, they it feels like I feel like the relationship hasn't really progressed beyond sort of a, a romantic like greeting card you know oh <laughs> and, like, like it's and, and so like I think what the people who write, create the show kind of called it it's um it's not it's not statutory rape because like it's romantic and they're all about the romance. And I feel like they're kind of not willing to go there in terms of having teenagers have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which I mean is like not necessarily a bad thing, but, um, they went there with, um, it's so not necessarily the most realistic. Hannah. If you have, uh, with Hannah. 
yeah, they went, yeah, in terms of her, her wanting, her, she's the only character who's really thought about it. Yeah, but she was a virgin before, and weren't the rest of them, they sort of like, I don't know, they acted like, well, no, that was Mona, I guess. They didn't really talk about the other, she didn't really talk about it with the other girls. They, she was just sort of talking about her virginity with Mona. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like, it's not like um, I necessarily want or need the show to address those things, but when they have a relationship um, where you've got this guy who's 22, it's hard, it's, it's, it's kind of unrealistic when they don't even address that issue. And he had that fiancé thing. Where'd that go? I liked that, too. That was sort of a spike in the Arya and Ezra um, romance, because you said they were boring, and that was sort of like a spike for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that sort of was the catalyst for this whole breakup between them. And I'm thinking we're going to see more of that girl now that he's working at Hollis. But he hasn't started working there yet, so I think we're just going to, um, maybe in a couple episodes, she'll come back. Do you think maybe she wants to just break up with him because she's jealous? Well, originally she was jealous, and then she was mad that he lied at her. And and so that was like what happened. And then I think it. I think it's it's just like it seems like it's all a lot for her. Okay. So anything else about Ezra and Arya that we want to mention? Because then we also want to talk about. about Caleb and Hannah and Spencer and Toby. I think we can move on to the next romances. I'm just saying that I am team them staying together. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we have the opinion, 17-year-old, likes Ezra, likes Arya. Just, you just don't want to think too much about the whole teacher, older thing, because on screen they look fine together. <laughs> I guess in a way. And you're just not really stressing about it. I guess, like, in real life, let's say your best friend started dating her teacher. What would you think of that? So I'm thinking of a friend, (laughs) and I'm thinking of her dating a teacher, because, you know, so, hmm. Like, wouldn't you caution her against that? No. I don't think so. Jeannie, I have steered you wrong. I would go to that man's house and beat him up if he was dating you, Jeannie. Oh, I would like. Oh, it, I would never date. Him. <laughs> I would never date an older man. But I mean, she. I have friends who have, um, you know, had relationships with older people in like twenty-five ranges, and they're like seventeen. They're not their teachers. They're in like college, but teenage girls are flirty, and it happens. Yes. Well, it definitely happens. I guess the issue is, like, because clearly this whole thing of, like, dating teachers happens. It's not an issue of, like, is this realistic? Um, although I think it's very, the way the way the Aria, um, the Aria Ezra thing is handled is it's sort of whitewashed and made to be PG um, when that might not really be the case in real life. Um, but I think the issue is, like, is that a healthy thing to be doing? I don't think it's healthy, but it's a show. <laughs> like, it doesn't work out usually so well for oh, those. Oh, gosh, no. I think it works out too well for two There's people. never a happy ending. That's not there. really what's going to, like, that's not really how it would work out for so long, especially with the amount of people that have found out about it so far or had, like, suspicion about it. You know what I mean? Like, the whole Noel thing. Like, he was like, Telling, I don't know, that was weird, you know? 
Like, a lot of people know about it, I feel like. Like, the police officer knows about it. I don't know. I don't think it would work out. A real teacher-student relationship would work out for that long. Like, keeping it secret. I don't know. Yeah, especially when he's announcing how much he cares about her in the middle of class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then she and how much he'll miss her face and <laughs> as he stares at her face. <laughs> I'll miss her face. <laughs> <laughs> when he runs, when she runs out into the parking lot and like starts making out with him, like what the heck in the parking lot of your school? Yeah, that was not the most wise decision, but I guess, you know, romance. I guess my sort of thing is I just don't really get carried away with that particular romance. It's not that I'm not romantic. I think certain romances will kind of carry me away, but not just, like, every romance will. I'm a little more, like, hard to crack that way. You're you're uh, picky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm, like, I think my favorite TV romance of all time is Fred and Wes on Angel. Aww. And <laughs> and like but and so there are, and there are other relationships too that will kind of get me, but in general like I'm not as much a relationship person on shows. Um but but there are definitely some that really do impact me. But like I saw that Fred and Wesley so much. <laughs> like, I just love Fred. So it just I didn't really like Wesley that much. I mean, I'm in love with Wesley. I think it's like an age thing. I think I like Giles way more than Wesley. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I I do need to watch out with you and the older guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, don't worry about me in that. I was always the problem with the younger guys. (laughs) I dated, like, small girls when I was 14. (laughs) So, yeah, so, I mean... I still stand by my same opinions I've had in the previous podcast, but I won't go into those again. We'll repeat. Francesca's thing is um, it, it would be okay if if Ezra were a supernatural creature. But since he's not, then <laughs> she said if he was a gremlin teacher, it would be okay. <laughs> His super beautifulness makes <laughs> See, I think my thing is I just don't think he's that cute either. Oh, really? has his shirt off in the pajama pants um, and had his, like, abs sprayed on, like, I was just like, this feels so awkward. Like, it just just seemed, it was not attractive to me. It just seemed really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I thought it was really awkward when she was like, could you put a shirt on? And he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, That was kind of awkward. But he was cute. Yeah, so... She was, like, trying to control herself, you know? She was, like, put a shirt on when I'm talking to you, you know? Because she's, like, so, like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Like, she thinks he's cute, too. You can totally tell how, like, in love with him she is, you know, and all that. I don't know. You can definitely feel their love for each other. Okay. Well, you mean you can feel their love for each other. I don't really see... I can feel their love. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now let's switch. Let's switch over to um, Toby and Spencer. I like. Them. I, I actually really do like them. I love together. Toby. At first, I didn't like Toby. I thought he was creepy, but now I'm all about Toby. I think he's really great. Um, he, and he, it's so tragic how everyone's like weird about him in town, you know. And yeah. The the construction job. How. Yeah. He, yeah. 
He lost. So basically, he's decided not to go back to school. He's going to get his GED, and he got a job in construction, and he gets fired on his first day because somebody has a daughter, and they don't want him coming in the house. And so even though he got dropped all the charges, it's like the rumors, you know. Rumors can kill. It's like another addition. Like, I guess Toby, in a way, is reminding everyone in the town that, like, uh, reminding the viewers that the town is a rumor town. And that's why it's, like, Pretty Little Liars. Like, it's all secrets because all the rumors and, like, it's like rumors can kill. So they're, like, keeping all these secrets because they don't want their reputations to be, like, you know, I don't know. They're weird. <laughs> yes, I think the lesson is Rosewood is weird. Rosewood is um, and they're looking down on the town and they're like, there's a lot of messed up people in that town. <laughs> like, yeah. It looks so happy from above. You know, it doesn't look so bad from above. But Yeah, it's sort of that whole idea of like the sleepy little town that seems picturesque and perfect. Everything on the outside have, seems great. Then it has all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like a common theme on, on TV shows and stuff. So... Yeah. But usually, yeah. well, well, in, like, Gilmore Girls, it's, like, a quirky little town, you know? And then... Right, right. But, I mean, like, on murder mystery yeah. shows, a lot of times, yeah, the, the idea is, like, there's sort of things are seemingly on the outside, picturesque, like, and then there's more. But, actually, speaking of Gilmore Girls, I was telling this to Franny, and she had no idea that they actually film a lot of Pretty Little Liars on the old Gilmore Girls um, set. Oh my gosh! That's like really it's that cool. it's that town on the WB lot, and they like have changed it so like Luke's diner was converted into um, the coffee place they go to, like <gasps> the cafe. And if you watch carefully, you can kind of see that it's the same streets and the church is the same. We should visit that town, Chia. I know we do need to visit that town. Oh, my gosh. No, when we were up in Massachusetts with mom, like, we had a little vacation recently, and um, I went to Harvard, and I went to Amherst University, and um, when I saw the big trees, you know, I was thinking, oh, that could be my study tree, like, my oh. tree. Like, I don't know, I was just thinking about, like, I don't know. Well, I was totally – did mom tell you, like, what I told her when she called from – she was like, oh, we visited Harvard today. And I was like, just like Rory and Lorelai. Because remember they do the road trip to visit Harvard after the wedding? Yes. So I was totally like, oh, my gosh. It was like you and mom and Paulina were totally doing a Rory and Lorelai thing. (laughs) (laughs) We had driven there. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, And then let's see. The other thing to talk about is Hannah and Caleb. What did you think of her decision not to forgive him? Um, well, since it's a show, you know, I really thought she would have, like, you know, forgiven. Yeah, it was kind of surprising that she stuck, stuck was, to her guns. Yeah, that's because it's a show, and usually people are just do what I think they're going to do. People are really romantic <laughs> and stupid on shows. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's all, oh, no, I'm not forgiving you, you know? And I was yeah. like, whoa, okay, Hannah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Hannah, you're tough. <laughs> Girl power. Well, I think that he is a sweet guy, but what he did 
was wrong. But at the same time, I mean, he's homeless, right? He doesn't have a home. And he needed money, and he didn't know Hannah before. And then he quit it once he felt the real connection, right? She, like, paid for somewhere for him to live. She gave him money and stuff, all for him to watch some girl that he didn't know that seemed, like, bitchy, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, she seems, like, Hannah seems bitchy from far away, you know? Like, all those girls do, because they're a clique, and that's just what cliques look like to other people, you know? They just think they're, like, oh, those are those girls that used to be friends with Allison, and, you know, and they're all evil, you know? So, like, who wouldn't want to get money to, like, go, like, get close to some you know, a little girl that's crappy and weird, you know, like, but then he saw she was deeper, and he, like, fell for her, and then, you know, when it got to that point, um, and he, he was staying at Hannah's house, you know, he was just like, well, I'm ending this thing with, um, yeah, I think what worries her, I think what Nick is upsetting for her is that he took a long time, he didn't reveal it, like, she had to find it out. And they they had gotten close in the interim, and he had been, like, still spying on her, you know, and she hadn't told her. And so I think she felt betrayed. I feel like if he had come to her and he admitted himself, it would have been better. She might, yeah, it would have been better. Like, he he took too long, and, like, the time had passed where it was going to be okay. That, and, I mean, she has daddy issues, like a lot of girls do, and, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. she has abandonment issues, you know, so, yeah. that always plays in, so I guess she could feel that she's, like, yeah. and plus the whole A thing's happening, I mean, I'm sure none yeah, of them Yeah, I think it's smart for her I to mean, be careful. A can know? break into people's houses, and now, like, he broke into her life, so I bet she just feels really, like, violated, like, you know, by A. Like, she's not thinking of it in the perspective that he's him anymore. She's just thinking everyone is A. Like, I feel like these girls are scared out of their minds, like, you know? Yeah, I mean? or at least they should be scared out of their minds. I am. I'm scared for them, how they're, like, breaking into the houses and stuff. That scares yeah, that what happened to Arya in the second episode was like really frightening. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she got like shoved across the room and everything. Um, so, and that's what I think is why, like what you were saying, like I feel like they do need to come clean because what they're going through now is worse than what they'd go through if they faced the consequences of what they did. You know? I know. Seriously, like I just think they should come clean, but. It's a show, so they can't do anything we want them to do. No, they can't be logical. Um, yeah, and plus, I mean, it's fun to it, the fact when when it's not when once they go to the cops and you have all those legal rules and everything gets complicated. It's not as good entertainment as when it's like four girls on their own, like battling. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the um, the other thing that we haven't really talked about is well I guess we kind of talked about it um the text from Ian we sort of mentioned that um like do we think let's let's talk about our theories do we believe that Ian really is alive or do you think somebody else is sending those texts how could he be alive if they saw him dead and they checked his pulse and he was dead on the bell well did they check his pulse oh I don't know I, I mean, think I, what happened was he fell to his death. It, it like it's he basically was hanged because mm-hmm. he fell like he got knocked off by the person wearing black 
he got fell into the ropes and basically hanged. And Spencer, I thought, okay, so Spencer's there. And then did all the girls came in, right? Mm-hmm. And they all saw it. They all saw him dead. Yeah, and then they came yeah. out to see the cops. And when the cops go in there, his body's gone. I don't know if there was ever any pulse checking. Was see, there? that's the thing about these girls. Like, this is what we were talking about before, how they, like, take a certain thing and they're just like, oh, that's so true, 100% true, you know? Like, they should have right. checked. Like, you need to check the polls. I mean, I know it's gross. Don't touch dead bodies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you got to check, you know, that the psychopath that was trying to kill you is dead before you, like, leave the room and the cops aren't there yet, you know? Right, right. So yeah, I, I mean, feel like all... they would have known he was See. dead, you know? But I don't know. I mean, then again... Like, you know, the brother's back, and they, you know how they were like, maybe he's building the fence to keep someone in. Maybe the brother is mad at Ian, because you know how he's asking the question, do you think, did Ian confess to the murder of my sister, you know? Like, he's mad at Ian, and he wants to know if Ian did it. So Ian could be in a concussion, have a concussion or whatever, and not remember anything. Ian could be in a coma, and um, the brother could be keeping him up in his house. And, Ooh, he's trapped in the attic. Yeah, and the brother <laughs> is totally in the house searching for Allison's secret stashes. And the dog was, like, um, digging in the ground because that's where one of Allison's secret stashes is, you know? Oh, yeah, that reminds me. We had the flashback to the Allison and Jason I love fighting. flashbacks with Allison. Yeah, she's great. And um, and she, you could just tell that actress is having a lot of fun playing yeah. that character. <laughs> Um, and they also kind of make me think of Lily Kane, although Lily Kane was way mm-hmm. awesomer. But they remind me of that whole thing, you know? Yes, totally. It totally reminds me of it because they even have that sort of eerie thing of it. Do you know, is there like a Veronica Mars person working on this show? Because there's a lot, like, you know. They mentioned Veronica been... Mars. Yes, before. yeah. I think they've done it twice. They've done, like, two different Veronica Mars references. So I, I don't know if anybody involved in it did work on the show, but at least somebody is a fan. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, I was saying, like, Hannah made a quote where she mentioned Veronica Mars, and so I was think, I was commenting that Hannah needs to lend her Veronica Mars DVDs to Spencer to get her to wise up. <laughs> <laughs> Help Spencer to think about, like, what she's because she's so convinced that she heard Ian confess when she didn't actually hear Ian confess. And so she needs to, like, think more. Because Spencer's supposed to be the smart one. I know, but she doesn't act that smart sometimes. Like, yeah, lately, we know she's, she's all book smart, but then at the same time, <laughs> it's like, you don't act that smart. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot going on. I guess it's hard to think about everything. Um but I guess there's there's something that Allison hid that I think might be the cause of her murder. You know? Like she took a like she took something from her brother or she took something from Ian. Not necessarily even something she took. I mean, we know videos have played a part in this show. I guess maybe I'm thinking of of, of Veronica Mars because ultimately the big thing of Veronica Mars that ended yeah. up getting Lily killed was she stole the video. So, I mean, I, they can't really copy that, so I guess it can't really be a video that she stole, but um, I just feel like there's something that she hid, you know, 
Yeah. That that maybe it's not the reason she died, but maybe it reveals why she died or something, you know? Like, I feel like that was an important reveal, that the hiding spaces thing. She hid something that um, I don't think necessarily had to do with her. I think that right, she exactly, knew like somebody lot. else. Yeah, like, she knew a lot about everyone. So A could be anyone because yeah. she knew everything. Like, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, she was Miss Popular. Everyone loved her, whatever, or hated her, you know, and she just knew all these secrets, and she had all these secrets, and I don't know. She's, she's like, the big, pretty little liar, you know? Right. She's the big, and you know. I guess the one thing we, the one person we know is not A is we know Jason DeLaurentis is not A because Jason was throwing things at the dog, and at the end of the episode, A, with the black gloves, stroked the dog, like, all nice and friendly. So A is a dog lover. So no, not- no, 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 I don't think that doesn't, I don't think that writes him out because he could have shooed away the dog, like, acting like that, and then he could have went and got the dog and been nice to the dog because the dog found something and he could have been trying to get something out of the dog's mouth. Well, like, he wasn't in town and stuff. Oh. Like, I think it's a possibility he could be the murderer, although that would be really sad if he was. Because it's his brother, yeah. Yeah, but he I think maybe thing. more like he has information he knows stuff, or like you said, he, he has he to know Ian. stuff because he was with Ian, and wasn't there that one picture that one of them took out of the window the night of Allison's murder of Spencer running through the yard? Yeah, yeah, somebody, so somebody took a picture something. of her. Ian and him know something together, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they're like, they were in cahoots at one point, and there's some complicate, there's something complicated going on that we don't know about. I don't think they're friends anymore, though, they're, I don't think they're Ian and buddies, you know? <laughs> I think one of them's keeping them co- co- cooped up in the house. Like, yeah. Do you think that? Did you have, like, a th- I didn't think that, but now that you say that, that's an interesting, I like that idea. Yeah, I think that definitely... That could be fun. That could be a fun idea. Or he could have also buried him. Oh. And taken his phone. Yeah. You know, like if he was dead, I don't know, if they were in cahoots, and then Jason found the body, he took the body so that he wouldn't get implicated, and he's been using the phone or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Why would he take the body? I don't know. Unless he's really the guy in black. But, I mean, there wouldn't be any proof that he was the guy in black unless there was something on Ian's body that proved it. But, I don't know. I guess there's no body. You can't get, you can't get um, in trouble for the crime. Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of bad timing that he just, like, randomly came back in town when all this really bad drama is going on, you know, with the Ian thing. It's like, right. oh, I'm back in town now that Ian's gone. Right. You know, so, I don't know. I I don't like that the newspapers had them in it, too. That was sort of weird. Like, how the front page of the newspaper was about them lying. Like, come on, that town is crazy. Yeah, you don't, like, accuse teenagers of that when, like, there's no reason. I don't know, it makes no sense. The police in that town slash newspaper people are weird. (laughs) Everyone's weird in this little town. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the other thing we haven't talked about, though, is uh, Emily and her her moving away. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's so sad. Whenever This is when I thought the episode ended and I didn't finish the episode, when she's sitting in her room with the little piece of wall that um, he took out for her that had all her height. That was really sweet, what Toby did with the wall. He is so sweet. Like, he is so sweet, and everyone hates him, and it makes me sad because he's so sweet. But, um, and I love how he loves both of them, Spencer and, um, Emily, Emily, Spencer and Emily, like he, like Emily and him are close friends. Cause you know, they almost had a romance or whatever before. And then she found out she was lesbian. I don't know. You know how it was like a sort of like you, they could have had feelings for each other or there was something between them. Right. Or, they had a connection and, and then it ended up being a friend connection. Yeah, and I like that it's a friend connection, but, like, I like that he has that friend connection staying strong with her, you know, and he did that for her, you know? Like, they could actually make conversation and it not be awkward that he was just waiting at her house, you know? Right, right. Like, Emily is not that awkward. I don't know. I like Emily a lot. Yeah. Also... Me too. I wish that she sort of... I feel like sometimes her storyline is not is not made as interesting, but I wish there would be more with her because I think it's really cool the way they've depicted her, you know, like, um, cause I think a lot of times on TV when you have, um, teenagers, you know, questioning their sexuality and, and sort of trying to figure out what's going on and they're, you know, that isn't always handled well. But I think this show has done a good job with that. I think so too, except for, I think it was really sad how the mom is so mean and, like, in pain about it. Like, I just, like, with... Because, you know, our mom, like, you know, how sweet she is and stuff. It's hard for me to imagine my mom being like that. It's hard to imagine somebody's mom, like, having that reaction when you you don't, like, have that situation in your family. It's so horrible. Um, That sort of so judgmental thing where... um, yeah, it's it's very weird, but like, because our, our mom's like a hippie, so she would never have that kind of reaction. <laughs> um, when finally her like daughter has the strength to come out to them about her sexuality, which is really hard, you know, she like is like mad at her or whatever, and she like is disgusted by it. Like she's openly like you know weird about it. It's sad, awful. She had a little bit of a redemption, though, when at first, because her immediate reaction was terrible, um, but then she had a little bit of redemption later. Remember when that one man, somebody's father, was saying the bad things? That was, yeah. Um, And then uh, Emily's mom, I think, has really, I think she's trying to come around, at least, you know? Yeah, but then again, the blonde girl has now been reintroduced. Also, we didn't oh, talk yeah. about that. So, okay, so the that new romance. love interest. So, so Emily's new love interest, Sam- Samara or Samara, I can't forget how it was pronounced, but the actress who plays her, it was so funny. I started watching this show on Netflix Instant called H2O Just Add Water, um, which is an Australian teen show. Is it that, the mermaid show? Yes, it's the mermaid show. I didn't know they had it on Netflix. Oh, my God. It's on Netflix Instant. Okay. Oh, my God, no way. Okay, I have yeah. to watch that now because I it's was like a half-hour show, so yes. it's like only 20 minutes, and the, um, she's one of the main girls. Yeah. The, the girl who plays Samara, the blonde. Well, I've seen her before. I just couldn't remember what. Yeah. 
And the reason why I'm watching this Australian teen show, in case the listeners want to know, is because it's starring um, Phoebe Tonkin, who is going to play Faye on The Secret Circle. And I'm obsessed with The Secret Circle, even though it hasn't even aired yet. And those were those books I was reading, Jeannie, I was telling you. Like L.J. Smith, who wrote The Vampire Diaries, also wrote this series called The Secret Circle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and her show is being um, – that book is being turned into a, a, a show on the CW. That's also, good, I bet. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, and it's starring the girl from Life Unexpected, mm. Britt Robertson. Did you ever watch Life Unexpected? I feel like I watched some some of it, like an episode or something. Yeah, it was good at the beginning, and then I didn't like it as much anymore, But um, but the actress was really good, and then... It's got Phoebe Tonkin, who's this Australian actress who I'd never heard of. She's playing my favorite character in the books is Faye, and she's playing that character. So I was like, oh, I'm curious to see what else she's been in. And so I had heard, I had read on IMDb that she was in this mermaid show, and I was like, oh, my God, there was a show about mermaids. And I yeah. thought, oh, the, it's an Australian show, so there's, like, no way I could see it. Uh... But then, then I was on Netflix last night, or a few nights ago, and it came up as a recommended thing on Netflix Instant. Like, you might I like... It recommended for me. I, like, used to watch that on Nickelodeon, like, oh, They had it on Nickelodeon? Yeah, that's what show it was on. That's what channel oh. it was. Teen Nick. Oh, I didn't know they even had it in the States. Oh, no, they, they had it at, like, weird hours. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like so, okay, so the brunette girl, Jeannie, that's the actress who's going to be on The Secret Circle. She plays an evil witch. And then the blonde girl who you know is on, um, who's on Pretty Little Liars, you know, the actress is Claire Holt. Yeah. The other actress is really pretty, too, but I don't know if what she's been in since then. Yeah, but they were all really pretty. I really liked that mermaid show. For all of you that don't know Lucia is obsessed with mermaids. <laughs> I am. It's like a whole thing. Me and Francesca and um, have always been obsessed with mermaids since we were little. And, and like, like, our mom gets the mermaid stuff mermaid. a lot. Like, my mom got um, Lucia or Francesca. Was it Francesca that she got the the mermaid photo album for? She and Lucia was like, I'm the one that's obsessed with mermaids, Mom. Oh, yeah. And then Mom goes, oh, wait, just a second. And then she pulled out another one. So <laughs> she had one for both of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so mermaids are awesome. I mean, just to like heads up to the listeners, I mean, it's a cheesy show. Like it's, I think it's, you know, marketed towards like tweens maybe, but if you like cheesy mermaids. teen stuff and mermaids, then you'll like it. Like if that show sounds dumb to you, you won't like it. If that show sounds cool to you, you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on your taste. Like I mean, you have to be in to that kind of stuff to like it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the acting is kind of bad, but it's like, they're really young, and I'm betting it's going to get better because, I mean, the actresses are a lot better now that I see them in other things. So I'm thinking this is, like, one of their first jobs. Mm, yeah. And so they're just getting, like, new to it, you know? The they're all sort of... That pulled me in was the mermaids and then the Australian accents because I am all for Australian accents. <laughs> and Australian yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, the Australian accents are really cute. So, yeah. um... Yes, we're all about the accent. So, so yes, tangent, H2O. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so Emily might have to move, but then she gets, she 
this recruiter comes and like starts talking to her about going to college and getting a swim scholarship at this place called Danby. And then she's able to talk to her mom and say, Hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't move. And so, um, it's still a little bit up in the air because the recruiter, um, couldn't give her like a guarantee in rank. That's what I'm like. Um, Emily was way too excited about it and like guaranteed it to her mom. And now her mom's going to be like, I don't know. I feel like that's going to end with Emily really upset and her and her mom having a big fight. Yeah. Or Emily like having to lie and trick her mom. Yeah. Which and is like not- forge signatures and stuff. And yeah. Who I- knows what she'll end up doing. It's going to end with more lies from Emily. And we haven't had that many. Um, yeah, because she's been like a good person throughout this whole thing. Yeah, it's um, like it's just her sexuality was the big secret with her, and that's not like a bad thing. Like that was just her like confusion. You know, the picture of her and Maya kissing was her big like was her thing. yeah her secret. Yeah, and um, and then the other thing that happened with Emily is that when the family was having um, the real estate agent was bringing people by. She <laughs> was so dumb and just left her laptop, like, in the public. And, no, like, I, was talking, I was talking to people about that, and they were like, okay, if, she, like, if someone was going to my house, I would definitely not leave anything of value like that out. Absolutely not. Ever. Especially Absolutely open. Not. Especially if you had, especially if you had just seen somebody killed the other day and you were in the middle of a crazy mystery where somebody's been stalking you and sending you texts constantly and you had one piece of evidence that could get them in trouble and you would just leave it on your computer in plain sight while real estate people walk through. Come on. It's so Emily, Emily, I'm, I'm worried about her. Even, even like she should keep it in, she should keep some evidence like that locked up in her room. Yeah, they need to have it like a backup too. They need to like make a copy. Oh my god, they're so. Back up your files. This is why, this is a lesson to back up your files and have it on, on a hard drive somewhere else, like on a flash drive or whatever. Back it up, back it up. That's an important lesson. I'm just like, what are these girls thinking? They are not cautious enough with everything. This is why I'm saying they need to watch a little Veronica Mars. (laughs) Yes, they need to be more cautious. I think Hannah is the most cautious, right? I don't know. Yeah, she she is kind of the smartest one, the most cautious one. I know, and they they act like she's, you know, the ditzy one or whatever. But she's not. But really, she acts the smartest out of them all. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I mean, sometimes Spencer's the smartest, but lately she's been a little bit not so smart. Yes. Um, now, uh, superficial so note, in terms of fashion and style, like what's your favorite stuff? What's your favorite girl for clothes and stuff? Well, you know, Hannah's blonde and I'm blonde, for those of you who don't know. And so, I don't know, I naturally yes. go... Whereas I am a dark brunette. Yeah, <laughs> I go for the blonde style sort of sometimes, like you know the pink and you know. So those Hannah are, are good on you, like those bright colors, like pinks yeah. and blues and greens. So it's hard to like, like look at other like styles and like say that I like them because I do like them, but like I wouldn't like them on me. Yeah, I would say Hannah's style is probably closest to your style in terms of you know her colors and 
and fabrics and things that she likes. Um, yeah. I like a lot of Spencer's clothes, and I'm also obsessed with Aria's earrings. I always love Aria's earrings. I just love Aria. Like, I think she's so spunky and cute. I love the actress, but I feel like her character has been a little bit dull lately. Well, you know why you love the actress. It's because she was in that awesome show that was only on for one season. See, this is why we're sisters, because you remember Privileged. I loved Privileged. It was so good. I was so mad. We're still bitter that that was canceled, world. I mean, I I just think that we need to talk to the network and be like, look, my <laughs> sister is the best blogger ever, and people watch your shows because she's awesome, and you need to, like, start privilege up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of privilege, one of the guys on it, the really cute boy, well, there are two really cute boys, but one of them is on this show called Hidden Palms that only had one season, and you need to add that to your, to your Netflix queue, Jeannie. Okay, wait. Let me write it down. Okay. Uh-huh. Hidden Palms. I'll, I'll cell phone it because I can't find a pen. Okay. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, Hidden Palms was something that Kevin Williamson did. Um, Kevin Williamson did Dawson's Creek, and he's also the executive producer of Vampire Diaries and is soon now the also of The Secret Circle. And he did this short show short-lived show in 2007 called Hidden Palms, which I recently watched on Netflix Instant, and you can watch the whole series there, and um, it's got the very adorable Michael Cassidy, who played cute boy I'm Privileged, and has been in lots of other stuff. He was on the OC. Remember Zach on the OC? Zach? He was the one who, like, Summer dated him for a while when she and Seth broke up. Oh, oh, yeah. But he was kind of boring, and she ended up not really liking him. He's in something else we watched. Smallville. Yes, that's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. He was Lila. Not Lila, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking of Friday Night Lights because I was watching it earlier. Um, um, (laughs) He was Lana's. Lana, uh, yeah. No, I don't think he ever hooked up with Lana, did he? (laughs) He He was her boyfriend. Like Lex's brother. No, he wasn't. I think you're thinking of Jensen Ackles. Was Lana's I'm thinking of the blonde boy that we're talking about. Uh, I don't think he dated Lana. I don't think I his thought... novel character dated Lana. Oh, maybe I am thinking of the wrong guy then. Um, because, like, he was the boss at the Daily Planet, and he had, like, lots of scenes with Lois. But his thing was he was, like, Lex's brother, but he was, like, a clone guy or something. It was a whole weird thing. Oh, that weird thing. That- yeah, not not the cute boy that dated Lana season four. That was Jensen Ackles. <laughs> yeah, they look alike, right? Because they've got that cute blonde boy look going on. Each blonde boy-ish look. Yeah, well, that's because you, you don't watch Supernatural yet, so you're not as familiar with Jensen Ackles. But. Yeah. You say yet, like as if I'm going to start watching a whole other <laughs> well, show. Well, obviously you will eventually. <laughs> Just you have enough going on, I guess now though. Oh, so much going on right now. Yeah. So okay, let's let's. I think we're done with Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Unless you have to start other stuff. I know. I we kind of what we're going on way too long. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing we want to talk about now is the Nine Lives of Chloe King. 
which it premiered on Tuesday, June 14th, and I've been doing this whole fun game on my site for it. Have you uh, read any of those posts, Jeannie, of, like, the game that I've been doing? Um, no. I haven't read any of your posts about it, but I definitely heard about it. Like, I heard about your thing, but... Yeah, so, like, they sent... ABC Family, like, sent me a game pack, and so for two weeks I was, like, hosting the game on my site. Like, I was... Um, they sent me extra stuff, and it was really, really fun. And so before the show ever started, I was sort of prone to like it because of the excitement of the game because they were really creative with the game. Like, honestly, if it was a dumb game, I would say it was a dumb game, but it was not. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> and so I got into that whole thing. And so, like, what did – and I actually read the first book, too. Um, but I, there's, like, three books, and I haven't read all three. Um, but wow, as somebody, I didn't know they even had books. Like, I thought yeah. it was a show. seems like everything is, like, based on a book nowadays on TV. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, so, and I have to say, like, as um, more stuff happened in the pilot than happened in, like, the whole first book. <laughs> wow. The pilot was, like, so busy. Now, what did you think of the pilot? What did you think of the whole concept? Um, I thought that it was very good because I liked... Her hair. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> That's what me and Franny said. <laughs> We're totally related. The, whole, the only thing we said, because I was, like, asking Franny in the podcast last night, I was like, oh, well, since I haven't talked to you about Nine Life of Chloe King, you know, what did you think? And she's like, oh, I like the main girl. I really like her hair. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And she's like, yeah, the whole time I just stare at the hair, and I'm like, ooh, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wish my hair was like that. <laughs> no, seriously, though, I really liked it. Um... I liked um, the she mop. She play a good mermaid with that hair. Oh, totally. She was a <laughs> mermaid. And not like a crazy, creepy mermaid like in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the latest Pirates. Oh, it's like Victoria's Secret slash vampire. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the mermaids we know, Lucia. <laughs> They're like the crazy mermaids. Oh, Victoria's Secret slash vampire. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. They, they were really pretty. Like, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> was the movie good? Oh, yeah. And the mermaid part was really good. Okay. Well, I'll have to watch it. I've, I've heard it's a lot, that that movie was a lot better than the last, because, you know, the last couple of movies weren't that good. Yes, definitely a lot better. But I was sort of upset that they didn't have, you know, the old romance between. Oh, they didn't have Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley in it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we've got Chloe, the beginning scene, she like falls off the building and dies. So what did you think of that as an opening scene on a TV show? <laughs> um, I thought that was crazy that she died in the first episode, but I guess that was really a good like wake up call because I mean, we needed to introduce the other two characters. And it introduces that power right away. That she can be alive, and it sort of woke her up, like, um, that just happened to me. Yeah. So what's wrong? Yeah. And it shows you, like, how high the stakes are. And um, the the book actually also began with the death, but it wasn't Chloe's death. It was, like, another my person. And like, so there was, like, a preface, and so you begin with the murder. like, And it wasn't just being thrown off the building. It was, like, her throat was cut, I think, was the way it happened. So it, it's very, like... Like, okay, this is not going to be a sugar-coated thing, you know, like, the stakes are high, which I like, you know, because it's a teen show, and they've got the, like, teen-type things that happen and the relationships, but then 
I always like when there are sort of higher stakes, too. This show sort of reminds me of you in a way because of the... Um, San Francisco? Well, well, yeah, that. But then, again, because it has this ancient kind of thing going on with it. like oh, All the mythology not- stuff, like ancient yeah. mythology stuff. And I was thinking, okay, because you know how you blog and you love it, you know, and it's like your passion is shows. And so that's what I, like, love to talk to you about and everything. But you have this kind of spunk to it, which is, like, your intelligence because you're so genius. And so it's like... I paid you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) This show is like your show because you have your mythical little background with all your smartiness. And then it has your teenage kind of spunkiness to it. And it's a show. And this is the kind of thing that I see your future in. Like, I don't see your future being a professor. I'm sorry. I see your future (laughs) being a show. That's what I'm trying to get my PhD for, for the listeners in case they don't know. I'm a PhD candidate, but go on. Yeah. No, she's like a genius, people. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm a genius. But she, if I was a genius, I would have had my PhD five years ago. <laughs> well, that's because you were too busy um, blogging for these amazing people. <laughs> <laughs> you people are holding my sister back. And I'm just <laughs> I blame the listeners. <laughs> no, but like you um, could totally combine your passions for learning all this really interesting stuff and put it into a my show like you know like you could have an ancient greek television teenage show like (laughs) like and you could be like the person who knows everything about it and puts all that cool knowledge and interesting stuff into it and those people who like know the stuff about it like could learn you could learn from the show and you could have interest in it and i think that's what your future is Okay, so I'm quitting grad school, you guys, and I am going to write a show about ancient mythology. Okay, it's decided. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the mythology stuff was, is cool because basically what happens is they, Chloe learns that she's descended from the Mai, which are like a combination of they're like part god, part human, descendant from the goddess Bastet, who is an Egyptian goddess. Now, did you ever remember learning about Bastet in school? Um, no. I've never learned about that before. Okay. Yeah, it was like some schools sometimes do Egyptian mythology and some don't, so I didn't know, like, if you ever did anything like that. But she's like this cat goddess, and, um, and so the... That's why I guess they have the cat characteristics because they're descendant from the goddess. But then they're also sort of human too, you know, like, because Chloe has lived 16 years as sort of a normal girl, so she's got, you know... She's clearly very human as well. Yeah. And so there's that combination. Um, but then what I thought was cool, too, about the mythology is there's this idea that originally the Mai were protectors of humankind. And then late, there's some kind of falling out, like somebody betrayed or something like who knows what the full story is. And it seemed like Jasmine, who's the other Mai, who we haven't really got to know that well yet, but she's the one that got hurt at the end of the pilot yeah, trying to save bad. Chloe. Yeah. And um, I think the actress is really pretty. Um, and so anyways, she and what she says something like, oh, they betrayed their sacred trust. But then Alec is all like, well, like the way he puts it is a little bit different. It seems like they might be two sides t- to the story, you know? Yes. I like think some that I might be more 
some Mai are more interested in being with humans and some Mai are more interested in not. Like some Mai want to take advantage of their powers more maybe? I think that, yes, the power thing. I don't understand why the Mai with their powers were protecting humans when the humans should be like worshipping the Mai for having powers. <laughs> You're such an Alec, clearly. <laughs> Good thing you don't have superpowers, Jimmy. <laughs> like, bow down before me. <laughs> I just don't get, like, um, the humans who are, like, the, like Scarface, um, okay. for instance, like, they seem like they might have, like, were they some ancient race or were they just human? You know, I think like, they're just human, but they're just well-trained. Like, I think Scarface kind of has, like, ninja training. I don't know. You know? But then why were, why were the Mai protecting these humans? Were they just protecting humans in general? or I think humans in general, oh. or maybe some group. Maybe some group because, you know, they wherever they were. I think originally, like, they would have been Egyptian, but then over the centuries, it seems like they're, they're, they're multi-ethnic, multi-racial, because, you know, you get married, have kids. Uh, but I guess if the Mai can never be – because I think there must be some loophole to the human-Mai connection thing, like – we're meant to believe that kissing that kissing Xavier killed him, right? That's confusing to me because it said it. They but said, then later, yeah. Scarface was in his apartment, so what I'm he might thinking. be tricking her to make her think that. Why would they want to trick her to think that? Like, why would the Mai want to trick her? No, the, um, the bad guy's tricking her. Well, but the mind. I mean, I think, but... no, no. I, I mean, okay, no. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I don't think it's a lie that kissing the humans could cause a problem. But I think um, Alec had said there's like a range of you never know what's going to happen. He's kind of like it could it could range from paralysis to death, and it depends. And so her kiss, her one kiss that she had with uh, with Xavier might not have killed him. Right, it might have hurt him, but it didn't kill him. Yeah. And then the what's his name killed him. The Scarface guy killed him. So I mean, she might not actually be responsible for his death. But I think why it does is Scarface? Still dangerous. Why does I think it is still dangerous um, to to have the relationship? But I feel like there must be a loophole. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because otherwise, like, will will Brian and Chloe never be able to have a romance? Um, and I really like Brian. Yeah. He's the one with the cat ear hat. I thought he was so cute. And, like, he really likes her. But then again, Byron, Brian is the son of He's bad, the guy. bad guy. Evil. Yeah, so yeah how but I don't think he out? knows. I don't think he's, like, intentionally. No, I don't think at all. I think he's innocent. Um, but his, we learned that his mom was murdered five years ago. And I'm wondering if it was a Mai. Definitely. And if that's the case, that might be why the dad is after them, is mm-hmm. after the Mai, like for revenge or something. But then why would a Mai kill a human for, like, no reason, like a woman? Well, it might be, like, he already might have known about the Mai. Like, it might have all been part of the whole, I mean, we don't know, but there might have been something going on where it seems like there are a group of people after the Mai to kill them, and he might have been part of that group, and then in the process... His wife might have got killed, and now he's like extra, 
extra passionate about killing the Mai or something. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's all confusing. I guess we'll see. We just know he's, like, the CEO of this corporation called Reza Capital. He's, like, a big business owner guy. And he's got this dead wife, this son he doesn't talk to, and he's got this henchman he has killing a teenage girl over and over again. Seriously. And we just don't really know really yet at this point. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that whole thing goes. Um, but, it's confusing. Uh, like, but at the same time, I sort of like the Scarface thing because he's like obviously had trouble with the Mai before like he has history with the Mai and so it's like it's not just some guy he hired it's like you know it's like they're a group of people that like yeah I think he's like been trained to hunt the Mai yeah so so uh, is there a whole group of people who are trained to hunt down the Mai and kill them like so. Yeah, I think so. From the game, it seemed like that got revealed. Yeah. Like, part of the thing with the game was that we kept on getting these little bits of mythology revealed, and so it seemed like there was a group of people. Um, he's like a hunter, and there's a group of people that are, at, um, you know, it's yeah. not just a one-person thing. Yeah. So... So, yeah, and then, um, like, in terms of Chloe's actual powers and, like, the skills that she got, what did you think of that, of them and their presentation of those? Like, the the claws and the running and the, cl- the cat jumping and stuff like I, that? I liked it, and I liked how she handled it in, like, a happy way, you know, instead of being, like, so freaked out. But, like, at the same time, she's, like... Um, if it was me, I would be freaking out so much more. <laughs> like, yeah, I can be like, like, oh, my God, I'm going to run home because really I'm fast. Quickly. Yeah, she got acclimated really quickly and then kind of crashed down really quickly when she realized she might have killed um, Xavier. But it was her first kiss, you know, and, like, as a teenager, like, I guess that's a, that's a really big deal, you know? Yeah, totally a big deal, and and obviously, like, it's totally not her fault, because yeah. she had no idea. But I feel like it's, like, it's going to scar her for life if she never finds out that it wasn't her, and so I'm hoping she will find out, because, like, I feel like that would be so scarring that you had your first kiss finally, and then, um, you know, he died, it <laughs> and it might have been your fault. Um, it reminds a lot of X-Men. Have you ever seen the X-Men movie, the first X-Men movie? I saw the latest one, but I never, I haven't really, I want to watch all of them. You should I watch have. all of them. I can't believe I haven't made you watch all of them, but the, in the first one, you know, there's the character of Rogue, and Rogue, um, during her first kiss, she t- um, sends the guy to the hospital because her powers, like, kick in in, in adolescence, and when she kisses him, it's like um, her, whenever she touches any human being, it's like she sucks out this energy from them. Hmm. And if she ho- if she touches them long enough, she'll kill them. But this guy, I think, got put in a coma or something, um, and that was her very first kiss, you know. And then she had to like r- she ran away from home and ended up joining the X Men um, mm-hmm. because like she couldn't face what she had done and blah blah. And it's like, but it's not her fault. Like she had no idea. Um, but it does, like you said, it, you sort of, it, it, it's a similar sort of thing where she has to be careful. She has to be careful of, of what she could unintentionally do. I guess it sort of, it's like she was, it was like her powers were all happy. And then 
you know, it's just like these bad things happen, like the kiss happened where he died. And then also the homeless guy happened and that sort of broker, like, you know, spirit a little bit. That was like, oh gosh, um, I can't, I can like hurt people, you know, like, cause he freaked out whenever she like scratched him, but at the same time she can defend herself and she can. Well, be cause that was also her first time to see the claws. And I think it's one thing if you yeah. can jump really fast, um, really high and run fast. And it's another thing if all of a sudden claws spark out of your, out of your, uh, <laughs> that, out of your hands. It didn't seem like it hurt her. No, but I think it's like scared her. I know, no. but I would, I feel like it would hurt, like, to have fun. Yeah, I guess it's, like, a thing with animals. You know, it doesn't hurt animals when that happens, so I guess yeah. it wouldn't hurt. Because it's not like it's an artificial thing. Like, Wolverine, to make another X-Men reference, he has claws that are made of metal that are, like, but that was, somebody did that to him. Somebody coated his skeleton with, with adamantium, and so it's not a natural thing. So, basically, it's hurt, it hurts him every time. Oh, that's um, sad. Yeah, but he has healing ability, so that's why it's able to. He's still able to stay alive, despite the fact right. that this adamantium coated his entire skeleton. Does he so, drink a lot? <laughs> he does drink a lot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. I guess I have to cope with that. He drinks and smokes cigars a lot. You know? Um, did you see the latest X Men? Yes, I did. So funny. That was the funniest part. Whenever they see Wolverine, they, like, they're trying to find all the X-Men, and they see him in the bar. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, spoiler warning for X-Men First Class. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. That, that um, But I feel like everyone should have seen it by now. Yeah, because isn't it? But yeah, no, I totally loved that. That was such a great moment. <laughs> that was such a great moment. I, I loved a lot of the moments in that because... Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a really good movie. Because I feel like that should have been the first movie. Like, it was good to see the first movie first. Like, I, yeah, I, I think uh, you, if you watch that one first, it won't it won't ruin anything for you. And now you can go back and appreciate the other ones even more. Yeah. I really loved yeah. Michael Fassbender, um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender together as Magneto and, and Professor X, as Charles and, um, and uh, Eric. They were so great. They were the best part of the movie for me. I think that they did an amazing job with everything, with all the actors and actresses. And then Katniss is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's nice to see her before, you know, the big Hunger Games movie. Did you watch Winter's Bone when Mom watched it? Winter's Bone? I sent. Uh, I told Mom to watch Winter's Bone because it has the actress. Jennifer Lawrence is going to play Katniss in the Hunger Games. Um, she was nominated for Academy Award for her role in Winter's Bone. And the role is very Katniss-like. Like, that role convinced me, like, oh, my gosh, she's going to make a great Katniss in The Hunger Games. And so Mom rented the movie, and she said she watched it um, with Pepe, but maybe you didn't watch. I was probably not around. I'm never around. Okay. <laughs> she Mom liked it, but Pepe didn't. So, um. Hmm, if yeah. Pelina didn't like it. Pelina and I actually do have a lot of the same taste. I mean, because it's more like a serious movie, but um, but it, it's worth watching a little bit of it to kind of get a taste of what she'll be like. Because what she was like, what Jennifer Lawrence was like in X-Men is nothing like Katniss. And she looks yeah. like a Barbie doll. And, but when, in um, Winter's Bone, you could totally see, like, wow, she's really good. She could play Katniss. Katniss is going to be a hard role to follow because from the character in my brain, you know? Yeah. 
all the characters in my brain are so beautiful and amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, we, we kind of want to do a little bit of a Hunger Games podcast at some point, but um, we'll save that for later. Because, yes. But I'm so glad you read it. Are you still reading? Are you on the third book? I'm on the third book. I'm only on page, like, 50-something because I'm trying to read as slow as I can. I'm doing the Francesca with the Harry Potter book. Okay. You yeah. don't want it to ever end? I'm pulling a Franny. Okay. Because I really, really don't want it to ever end, ever, and I'm really mad that this is just a three-book series. Is it just a three-book series? Yeah, it's just a three-book series. That's just really upsetting to me. I might cry about it later, but, you know. I definitely <laughs> cried in the third book because there's lots of sad stuff. I haven't cried yet, but, um... You didn't even cry in the first or second book? Um, let me think. I I definitely shed a tear, but I didn't... I don't think I actually sobbed. I sobbed from one book, um, Lemony Snicket. (laughs) (laughs) I was sick, and I was reading Lemony Snicket, and the kid... Something with the kids happened that, like... They got torn apart or, I don't know, something bad happened. There was kidnapping involved, like always, in Lemony Snicket books. And I was just like, I cried. (laughs) And it was my first time crying over a book. And I was like, oh, my God. But I definitely think I'm going to end up crying from The Mockingjay because I just got to the part. Okay, we're not going to talk about this because we have to save it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Okay. Um. The one other thing I want to ask you about with Nine Lives um, is what you thought of, like, the supporting characters of um, her two best friends. Oh, my God. So awesome. Paul. Yes. Okay. I love their relationship because it's, like, really funny. Like, you know, who do they remind me of? They remind me of a couple in a show I've watched before. Maybe oh, it's Paris and Doyle. <laughs> Because, like... But in not a, as awesome as No, definitely not. Well, nothing's as awesome as Gilmore Girls, you know. But, like, um, you know how she's sort of just, like, you know, sort of whatever, but at the same time, she loves him, and she's sort of controlling... Like, a little bit mismatched, in, but yes. it works, is kind of, like, in that way? Yes, definitely in that way. And, um... And I just think they're spunky, funny characters to add in, and I think they chose great actors. Yeah, and I hope, like, they develop them more, because right now they're a bit superficial, a bit sort of one-dimensional, and I like that Paul's into comic books, and he's kind of bringing in comic book stuff, yeah. and I'm kind of thinking that will be kind of a fun thing to explore as the show goes on, and sort of his knowledge of co- comic books is going to help them out <laughs> yeah, like when they're, Smallville. like, fighting bad guys. Like in Smallville, yeah. Yeah, so, and I mean, Amy kind of seems like she has the potential to be annoying, but I'm hoping, like, but I also think, like, it's good for her to have a best friend and to have somebody support her. Yeah, that's So I guess we'll see how that ends up working out. I like. I think, that like, it has really potential. Sweet. Like, I like how she's really protective. She's, like, never, like, she was talking to the, the my, what's the blonde my? That's oh, protect- Alec. Alec. Okay, Alec is, like like trying to protect her but then the best friend comes up and she's like hey you better not let anything happen to her blah 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 you know and she's like acting like I don't know she's just like very protective and supportive and it's like it would be really hard I feel like for me to tell any of my friends that I had special powers without them laughing at me and like she just like came out and told her best friend 
you know. Yeah, I'm really glad they had her tell the best friend because in the book she doesn't tell them. The whole book they don't know. Um, And it was really frustrating and it made the best friend be really unsympathetic because, like, Chloe was going through all this stuff and the best friend was never there for her. And so I'm glad that in this one she tells them right away and they can kind of have their own Scooby gang, you know, where she has support. Yeah, I like the Scooby Gang kind of concept, like the Buffy, yeah. the Buffy team, you know? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And so even if only one has a superpower, the other people can still contribute. Yeah, like they turned off the lights and they, like, you know, don't hurt my best friend, and they hit him in the back of the head and stuff, you know, like they try really hard. Yeah, yeah, kind of the so, Xanders. The Xander. Yeah. Yeah. And Cordelia. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, so I think they have potential. I mean, to me, I sort of feel like the show is a bit cheesy. Yeah. And not, I guess not so much cheesy as a little bit clunky. There's some stuff that's kind of clunky. I feel like, but I think it needs some time to kind of get smooth out and to kind of uh, make these characters kind of feel real. I Yeah, I uh, think that's really the big thing with me is that I want to feel connected to the characters in a lot of the shows we watch, it's really easy to get connected to the characters, and I'm hoping that as time goes on, I'll actually feel that, because right now I don't feel it, you know? Exactly, yeah. I don't feel that way either, but I kind of feel like there's potential. And I think the most sympathetic is, I feel, to, is towards Chloe, because that actress sort of has a, she has a little something to her that's sort of um, compelling. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I'm a teenager, but she acts really teenager-y. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, it is like they are acting like young because a lot of times teenagers on TV act older than they are, and yeah. these are teenagers that are acting very young. And so it's sort of strange. It's a little bit awkward because you're sort of used to Buffy or something. I'm used, <laughs> used Buffy to Buffy and Pretty Little Liars. Teenagers, yeah. They don't like they don't they kind of pretend they're not teenagers. Um, whereas these teenagers are very, very juvenile in the way they talk about like everything. Yes. I was very like like the whole boy the boy drama, the way that Amy and, and Chloe talk about stuff. And the there. first kiss and everything, you know. Like in the other shows that's just like not like I don't know, it's just not part of I don't yeah. know. Very teenagery. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sort of getting used to that and like quite honestly for the first episode, like before I not like I analyzed it in my head, you know, I just watched the episode And I was like, I don't know if I liked it, you know? Like, I can't really tell yet. And then, like, I thought about it more, and I, like, watched some of it again, and I I, I like it more. But I just really need more episodes to... Yeah, I think it's it's a rare show that has a great pilot. Um, And some shows have great pilots, and then they are not then they decline in quality. Yeah. Um, and some shows sort of are awkward at first, but then they become really good. And I think some of our favorite shows just happen to have really good pilots. Like Veronica Mars had an amazing pilot. Alias had an amazing pilot. Um, Roswell had an amazing pilot. I think the pilot was better than the quality of the show later. Like that pilot was a really good pilot. Yes. Um, you know, Smallville had a great pilot. Um, All of the early seasons were way better than the later seasons. I agree. Other people would disagree, but I agree. Um, 
And Some people just like later seasons because they're trying to force themselves to like it because they want the so- the show to go on because they don't want it to get ever be over. But like, yeah. they're or not really like. Less- some people are less into the type of the show that it was in the beginning, and they like the show that became later, whereas yeah. I like the more teen drama aspect of it early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or a small town aspect of it. like Yeah, because now they live in the big city or whatever. They're yeah, big it, city. It, yeah. But then it's like Buffy had a bad pilot. I mean, it wasn't. Like, when I go back and watch it now, I enjoy it, but I remember watching it the first time and thinking, ugh, I don't know if I would like this show. OC, you know? I think, had a good pilot. That had a good pilot. Yeah. The OC had a really good pilot. And so, I mean, that drawn me. Some, some of these shows, you know, they aren't they aren't necessarily shows that went on the longest, but they're, like, among our favorites, the, one you, the ones we buy on DVD, because they, like, captured us, you know? Felicity had a really good pilot, too. Oh, um, Felicity. And so did Gilmore Girls. I feel like a lot of the shows that are favorites do have a good pilot, but I think there are a lot of shows that just sort of start off maybe not that great, and then they become better going on. Okay, so I think we've covered all our Nine Lives of Chloe King thoughts for now. Um, There's one other ABC Family show we've been watching this summer. Um, I know you've watched the first two episodes, uh, Switched at Birth. Yeah. Three episodes have aired, um, but we're going to talk about the pilot, which aired on June 6th, and the second episode, which was on June 13th. Um, So just sort of our general impressions on those first couple episodes. What did you think, Jeannie? Um, I am definitely going for the redhead. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's all about her. She's, like, the best part of that show. Um, Definitely. Daphne is her name, and the actress who plays her is awesome. Katie LeClerc. I think she's doing such a good job. Yeah. She's just, there's something very... Is she really um, deaf? I think I think she's hearing impaired, but I don't know if she um, I don't know uh, what level. Yeah. Of, but yeah, I think she's definitely hearing I've impaired. I've never seen her in anything else, and I feel like no, she's brand new. A great actress, like she would be in something else. But I think she's brand new and she's yeah. young. You know, like this yeah. is her new, this is her first project or something. Um, and so she's just really charming. I think something very likable about her. Whereas the other girl, because the concept of the show is that this girl, Bay Kenish, she has a biology class and in science, and she realizes, like, what her blood type is. And then her parents are like, oh, no, that can't be your blood type because, like, we're not. Because of the, we're not. Like, whatever blood types, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense scientifically. And so but it's a really rare one. Yeah. Well, because it's, like, basically what happens, I took biology a long time ago. But your parents have to have a certain type of blood type for you to have a certain type of blood type, right? Yes. So um, it's it's just basically impossible for that to happen. And so she convinces them to take her to a genetic testing facility, and they realize that the hospital made a mistake, and Bay and Daphne were switched at birth, which is totally insane. But um, it happens more than we think it does. Yeah, it's you know? crazy. It's crazy. Um, and it's, hospitals are getting sued all over the place for it, so they just need to start being more careful. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, so frightening. It makes me, like, not want to ever have a child at the hospital because, like, but they could just That's why mom's me. such a good person because, you know, she has us all at home like a crazy No, only you. <laughs> okay, just me. Whatever. I'm special. <laughs> uh, you're a special, Jeannie. Because I'm the I last was born in a hospital. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the queen baby. I'm really mom. You were the only one we know is really hers. <laughs> Lucia, I you look nothing not. like mom. You're not really mom's child. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> Yeah. At least I'm Romanian child. Who cares if you look Italian? That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we look nothing alike, but that's because we have different dads, um, not because we were switched at birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're um, a sister from another mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so there's switched at birth is, like, the concept, and... I feel like Bay, the actress who plays her, is Vanessa Morano, who played um, April Nardini on Gilmore Girls. Now, did you like April Nardini? I found her to be annoying, but not as annoying as she is on Switch Shepherd. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's it very true. Of April Nardini because that's how terrible Bay is. I hate Bay. Ugh. Well, I don't I wouldn't say I hate her, but I just find her really annoying. She's um, teenage angsty in a weird, annoying way. Like yeah, um, it's just like oh, poor little rich girl, stop whining, and she like is like doing this tagging thing, and it's like, what is she trying to say? It's just like I just don't get her at all. In a way, at the same time, even though she has so much. She, yeah, she has her little artistic thing, and I think maybe in her own weird, pathetic way, she, like, she just hasn't fit in with her family, even though she's a rich girl, you know, and, like, she had everything, and she has her own art studio and all that, you know, but, and she, ha she was supported in her arts, but yet she has to tag because she wants to be angsty. And when she could really just, like, go places with her art instead of, like, being angsty. Because she, like, isn't usually graffiti a way to, like, get yeah, out? Yeah, it's a kind of, like, make a statement, like, to kind of rebel. Yeah, so and kind she of, like, doesn't need thing. to rebel. I mean, she has everything she wants, or but she didn't fit. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess you could rebel. I mean, any it doesn't have to be meaning necessarily her family or what she has, but, you know, you can sort of as a teenager is when you start to realize like things are wrong in society and there are like, you know, maybe pressures on you, no matter how rich you are as a woman to like be a certain way. And so, I mean, there are a lot of things that could cause anger as an adolescent that could yeah. spark, that could spark it. So it's not like I'm saying she doesn't have a right to, to be angsty, but I just feel like I don't really get the source of her angst yet, you know? Like, I wish we kind of understood her better, rather than it just seeming really superficial. Well, I don't know. She did sort of, you know, she does play that, like, role in the pilot when she's like, Mom, we've never been the same, you know? Like, we, you have a different opinion on everything. Like, her mom has never agreed with her on anything, you know? Like, and then when she gets this new mom that's her real biological mom, she agrees, and they can, like, talk and discuss, and so I guess maybe... Although I feel like we haven't really seen enough of that. With, yeah, I feel like so Regina, they can definitely go farther. The, the, her biological mom, Bay's biological mom, has not really bonded with Bay as much as I feel like um, Daphne has been bonding with the Kenishes. Like, Daphne I feel like Regina is very kind of standoffish. Really? She I hasn't... think it was more Daphne. I mean, not Daphne. I think it was more Bay. Like, I think she... I guess, okay, so maybe Bay is the standoffish one. I feel like I guess like Bay has more than Bay. stalking the neighborhood rather than talking to the mom. 
Yeah. Like, she's been hanging out in the neighborhood and, like, hanging out with that guy. Yeah. Um, and kind of, like, thinking, oh, my life could have been so different. But she hasn't really taken the time to get to know Regina. But they'd have that painting sesh. That, yeah, but that wasn't until the second episode. second episode. Yeah. I thought that was the third episode, but I guess you never saw the third episode. No. So I guess I it can't be the third episode. Yeah. But I thought the painting was the third episode. I've only seen two episodes. Okay. Well, anyways, the other thing they sort of bond over is the fact that Regina has out, has, is an alcoholic. And yeah. she tells Bay about that. So basically, Bay needs to be careful because alcoholism is um, genetic. Um, Family, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the sort of uh, proclivity to be one is genetic. Uh, and so, to be an addict. And so, she has to sort of be careful. And so, there's that issue. Okay, well, after that, one thing I was thinking, my sort of general impression was in the first two episodes, I felt like everybody was so, like, kind of awful people. <laughs> like, they were kind of really all getting on my nerves, except for... Daphne. Daphne. And I feel like Daphne's like the only good one. And then I really liked Emmett, her best friend. Oh, yes. He's adorable motorcycle driver boy. I did not like um, the football player that was dating yeah. Bay or whatever. He is terrible. Okay, yeah. No, I know he doesn't know yet that they're going through the weird thing that they're going through, you know? But he but, was pretty quick to jump to a new girl after, like, yeah. he and Bay weren't even broken up. And then he, yeah. like... Wasn't being very understanding to Bay, although, I mean, she is a brat, but still, he didn't really take the time to, like, understand what was going on in her life. He yeah. just assumed she was being overdramatic. And then he just jumps over to this other girl, and then that whole thing happened where Daphne and him are hanging out, and his friends are being total jerks, and he doesn't stick up for her at all. Yeah, he's like, guys, that's not cool. Like, that's not sticking up for them. That's like... You need to tell them to shut up and leave, like, if they're not, like, going to act cool, you know? And it also just reveals, like, if you're friends but with people like that, like, what does that say about you? Yeah. You know? Like, mm. That's just, you like, know? An, just another meathead. Yeah. yeah it kind of makes him seem, like, kind of weak character if he hangs out with, like, jerks like that. And I really like that she could call her friend and have him pick her up. You know, he's a really good friend. I'm wondering if there is any feelings towards her. I from. think he likes her. I'm because sure. Because in the episode you haven't seen yet, there's this really cute thing where he describes his perfect girl. And she sounds a lot like, um, she sounds a lot like Daphne. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so cute. Yeah. Because, like, he was sort of trying to convince Daphne that it won't work to date a hearing guy, which I think she, he's wrong about, you know, I think he's going to open up and realize like, you know, that maybe it's not such a bad thing, but I mean, Liam is a bad idea, but not necessarily that she needs to date somebody who's deaf. And, um, but he was sort of saying, okay, well maybe there's, he like mentioned some supermodel and he's like, okay, maybe I would, she's like one girl who's hearing who I would hook up with, but then ultimately <laughs> it wouldn't work out. And, so I really want somebody who he like describes all these characteristics and all the characteristics sound just like Daphne. So I kind of yeah. feel like maybe he has a secret crush on her. Yeah. Although there's also the chance that him and Bay could end up cause they're sort of making eyes at each other. Oh yeah, they were. In that first episode. So, um, mm, but then Daphne could get jealous and like get into him. Yeah, who knows what could go on. So yeah. so there's that sort of teen love thing going on, but ultimately, you know, the family dynamic is 
is what's interesting. Um, I like now the brother. That, now, yeah, the brother is cool, and he's from Smallville. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, that's what my point was, was that, like, I felt like the people were really unlikable, like, the parents were all really unlikable, because they were just all so strident and over the top and and angry, and then they kind of calmed down at the end of the second episode, and then in the third episode, things improved a bit more, and so I'm starting to, like, if they had stayed at that same pitch that they were acting like in the pilot and in the first half of the second episode when they're fighting, like it would not be a fun show to watch. So I like that they're all softening a bit. Yeah. Um, I felt like the parents made it a lot about them. Yeah. And this, this whole thing, like the pressure I feel would be mostly on the kids. I mean, I can see where the pressure comes from for the parents and all of it. Cause it is weird to like, after, raising your kid and thinking they're yours all this time than having someone else try to step in and tell you what to do, you know? And I can see that being really stressful, thinking you did a good job and all that. But then at the same time, I mean, think about these kids, how they're, like, thinking that they were, like, this whole other child and feeling disconnected from their family, you know, in a way, like, because – I mean, there's certain things, like, you know how we're, like, oh, we're definitely related, you know, like, how we say that all the time, you know, because we agree with things, you know, with each other, and, like, there's things, Pilina and I just connect and, like, play games together, like, Angel, how we all play Angel together, and we all have that little competitive edge, but, like, love each other and are funny about it, you know, I don't know, it's just, like, if we weren't related, it's, like, hard to like it's just so weird like that would shatter well, it's like if, well i think if, if if you if you go through your whole life thinking that and then come to the realization it could because I, I think those same connections can develop if you're raised together like i think yeah. you know let's say you had an adopted sibling it's like they're not any less your brother or sister even if you're not blood related you know if you're sort of um you know, like, because I don't, I don't want to think any listeners to think like we're, <laughs> we're saying that like. We have oh yeah. You know, like I think, um, but I think what's what's disconcerting is that you sort of lived this whole life and it was like almost a lie, but nobody knew it was a lie. It, it's it's like kind of scary. It's, <laughs> it's scary because lie. then you start to well, because then you start to question everything that you just assumed because you didn't know. Um, but I think it's kind of, I don't know. In a way, I think Faye is thinking that she's just losing all the love that she had. Like, she's just, like, insecure. And now that boy, like, just moved on to the next one right away. And so that's going to make her feel even more insecure than she already does right now. She feels like she's going to lose her parents, who she, like, loves, you know. And I know she's not. And I'm sure she knows deep down that she's not going to lose them. But, like, she feels like she's losing everything. And that's Yeah, I think it's, like... It's like the immediate response, but I think ultimately, at least I hope ultimately, that will be revealed is that those relationships that she had with her family, even though they're not biologically related, are just as strong, you know, despite the fact of this reveal, you know? Yeah, because, because they do act like they love Bay a lot, you know? Yeah, and it's like, they're like not letting as far as they're concerned, she is their daughter even though biologically she's not, you know, like if you were raised your whole life and then mom found out that like you were not her biological daughter, you know, she would still love you just the same. Yeah. So there's four other kids to fall back on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you all? She wouldn't really care. She'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I don't have that one. So that one's out. Whatever. She's (laughs) front. Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, like, I think in some ways it's frustrating that she's sort of having those feelings, but at the same time it's realistic. Because obviously if you're a teenager and your world kind of gets turned upside down, um, but I, I also like that family is sort of, you know, even though this is a bad thing, it's like it's really not the end of the world because ultimately you're getting more people it, that love you're you. You're getting more people that love you. And and ultimately both of those girls, even though um, there was the kind of stress of like the reveal that Daphne got deaf because of a of a um, sickness in childhood and there's sort of a moment where maybe there might be some blame yeah. But then I think they get past that. And I think ultimately what this story, why this story will has sort of a happiness to it a little bit in the fact that both sets, both par- um, sides of the parents, you know, love their both kid. Them. And so they had a happy childhood because they had somebody who loved and supported them and took care of them. So it's not like they got switched at birth and had to go to some terrible parent. But you Daphne know. didn't have a dad. No, she didn't have a dad. Driving um, also, like not only was she deprived of money, but she was deprived of a dad. She was su- deprived of the hearing that she would have had. She was deprived of so much more. Well, we don't know that she would have been able to hear. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but what I'm, could have happened? But yeah, you know that infection. You know, it, yeah, it's like all sort of random luck. Who knows? But um, but yeah. But I kind of feel like this whole would have been stuff stuff is sort of really unproductive. That they keep, like Bay keeps on going around town, like thinking this is what I would have lived. But it's like that really has no bearing. It's like you, like hypotheticals like that just have no relevance. Like it's over. Life it's is over. life, and this is what you have. And I mean, like I think dreaming about the future is one thing because that's a possibility. But but kind of focusing on would have beens is like just a dead end street. Like, yeah. and it, it's just not productive. I so think, I'm kind of hoping they scale back on that I think she, whole aspect. I think Bay needs to get over herself, sort of, and, like, spend more time with the family. Because she's sort of just, like, in her own little world with her. Yeah, she hasn't really been connecting. She sort of feels, I think she sort of feels like she, when Daphne is in the mix, she's not part of the family. Instead of getting to know Daphne. Because I feel like they're the, like, the brother brings up this point like there's one person that could understand what Bay's going through and that's Daphne like they're the only two people that are in the same situation and as the kids you know? I like that when so. they Bay sleeps over at her at Daphne's house they like the grandma came out I like the grandma a lot she's sort of one of the adults that I didn't hate whenever they were all fighting you know yeah the, the so grandma like, was like, like a full adult yeah like the grandma was a stable one that's how I was feeling. I was like, wow, the grandma's the only normal one. And so, and then I just, like, hate that Bay has to be so closed up because if you really think about it, yes, Daphne's going through the same thing. And I think of them as sisters now. Like, if that happened to me, I would automatically think of that person as, like, my sister. I wouldn't think of them as someone who was trying to steal my family. I would think of them as someone that's really close now because we have the same parents. If you think about it, you were either raised by their parents. I mean, yeah, you were raised by, like, their parents. And yeah, they basically share parents and they yeah. share a sibling. So it's like, so. 
basically your sisters now. So you need to like get over all that weird stuff eventually and like yeah become really and i'm sure it's like easier said than done and so i get that stuff's awkward at this point but i'm just hoping as things go on that they'll build up that relationship i really hope they do too and i hope that they do a lot more with the brother and both siblings not just daphne or not just Bay, because i like the car ride with Bay and the brother and i like yeah it's daphne. kind of interesting in moments with the brother is when I liked Bay. That was the only time yeah. I liked her. <laughs> so I think the brother is really an awesome character to break some ice and stuff like that. Like, he's just smart and nice and he's cute and I think he's a good person. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately the show is sort of just starting out and it has potential is maybe how you would term it. Right? Oh, I remember where the brother's from now. Um, the brother's also from... High School Musical. Oh, I never saw that. Oh. I remember you used to be obsessed with High School Musical when you were little. Oh, I'm so cute. (laughs) You don't remember when you guys used to, like, go through that? You went through, everybody did, went through that phase, like all the tweens, because you were that age. Yeah. You were, like, a a tween. Yeah, I watched everything. I was a watcher. I was, like, watching Disney Channel. Every new Disney Channel movie that came out, I was like, I have to be home, Mom. Because um, the new High School Musical movie is coming out, and I have to see it at a certain time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Now I just watch everything on Netflix and DVD. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Netflix is the way to go. Putting <laughs> it here on Netflix at addicts. We're not yeah. being paid to say that. We're just <laughs> victims of an addiction. Um. Also Hulu. I'm a huge Hulu addict. Oh, my gosh, yes. Except for I don't like that they only do one episode of Switch at Birth and then delete the other one. Yeah, well, that's ABC Family's rules. Why? Like, well, it's like the way they make a deal, you know, Hulu sort of can only show what the, what, what the network allows them to. And so, um, yeah, it's like unfortunately so. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess we've covered all of our stuff, and it's really late where you are, Jeannie. Poor thing, you're gonna have to sleep in late tomorrow. I can't sleep in late at church. Oh, poor thing. It's okay. I I sort of just zone out during church. I'm I'm a terrible bad, uh, terrible terrible big sister. (laughs) Okay, I've been staying up pretty late anyway. Well, at least it's summer, so you can sort of have flexibility. At least you don't have homework. Uh, well, I'm sort of doing the ACT, SAT thing. Oh, okay. I relate to you other teenagers listening. (laughs) (laughs) I go my senior year. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're about to be a senior. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. Okay, so that's it for the Heroin TV podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any feedback, you can email us at heroinetv at gmail.com. That's H-E-R-O-I-N-E-T-V at gmail.com. And you can visit the website and make comments there at uh, www.heroinetv.com. And thank you, Jeannie, for agreeing to come on. You're very welcome. I, I had, had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, too. We have to and do it again. This is like our first one, and we had so much to talk about. We went on really long, but, you know, we'll get more used to it as the summer goes on. And hopefully you'll come back, right? Definitely, um, especially because I'm going to be in Iowa. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be bored there. Then, basically, 
you can have fun with me and talk on Skype with me. Have lots of time. We talk about Hunger Games, and we can talk more about these shows as they continue, see if they get better. We can talk about everything. Yep. Awesome. All so. stuff. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks, Andrew. Comforting.